coming in, peeps. What's going on? Annie, are you okay? Oh my god. What? Do you know that we were about to sing Smooth Criminal by Anthony? Tickety Talk by who? Are you okay? By you who? You were. What did you oh. s- um, Ant Farm did a cover of Michael ah, Jackson's. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. That's oh. so rock comes to mind first. I'm sorry. It was warming up. It was warm. It was warming up. I saw it on Tickety Talk. Mm-hmm. I've never read the lyrics to that song. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like skeezy? Really? All right, hold up, fam. I'm moving my mic. My mouth is very small, so. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Smooth criminal. Where are they? Oh, my God. Back in the day, AZ lyrics. Oh, yeah. As he came into the window... Was a sound of a crescendo. He came into her apartment. He left the blood stains on the carpet. He ran underneath the table. She ran underneath the table. He could see she was unable, so she ran into the bedroom. She was struck down. It was her doom. Annie, are you okay? That's a B and E. Yo. <laughs> so we have the chorus, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yo, so they came into the outway. It was Sunday. What a black date. Mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, sounding heartbeats, intimidations. Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Holy shit. I don't think I've ever really listened to the lyrics. No, I, I've not either. And then um, some fucking asshole out there on TikTok decided <laughs> to wake us the fuck up as to what this was about. And now wow. I feel so disgusting, especially knowing that I not only enjoy the Michael Jackson video to this song, mm-hmm. but also Alien on Farm. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the alien part. My bad. Yeah, and um, because I, I they I didn't like listen to them. That's probably that the song. only song that I know. But I I I I felt icky, felt the ick. That that is, I mean, I understand why it's called Smooth Criminal now. <laughs> but like, was this about Ricky Ramirez? Because that's the vibe that I got after hearing it and thinking back. Because that's what he did. He broke in and killed people. I mean, there's been a lot of people that do that. Yeah, but how many are famous? A lot, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, when you think of, like... See, when I think of, like, back in the day, that breaking and entering and killing, I think of Richard Ramirez. I'm not going to talk about this yeah. anymore. We, um, but we've not talked about a juicy true crime in a very long while. Haven't. So maybe in the next coming weeks, we'll uh, watch something sickening. Um, before you, can you give us our intro real quick so I can get into this one quick topic? Of course. So my name is Man. She's Joe. Sup? We are Wicked Awkward Massholes who come at you every Wednesday with pop culture things like movies, TV, books, and music. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wham617. What's up? All right. Halftime show. Did you catch it? No, you did not. Yes, I did. You did. 50 Cent? Yeah. I, I love how people were like, 
There's no way he got up there by himself. I love how people did not waste any fucking time on the memes, bro. Mm, mm-hmm. The very first one I saw was Mary J. Blige when yep. I just had enough of this yep. day. The second <laughs> yep, one I saw, I saw 50 Cent Upside Down yep. when you're trying to plug in your charger but not get out of bed. <laughs> Gems. I didn't see that one. You did it? No. <laughs> you did it? <laughs> Shit, no. Yeah, it's him upside down, Mike to the face. Ooh, that was my tummy. And pointing out to the crowd... And it said, when well, you're trying to plug in your charger, but you don't want to get out of bed. And I was like, why do I feel so called out right now? Yeah. You still have like a big toe on the on the bed. Yeah. You're, to you're like, something. you've got like one leg stiff to the mattress yeah. and the other one in the air trying to balance out. And you're like, my Yo, dumb ass, this is going to be so much easier if I just got up. Closest I've ever been to being an acrobat is when I'm trying to like grab shit from under my bed without getting out of bed. I think the one thing I... uh did not like about the halftime show was that it made me feel old in the sense like because I, I you'd see like again on the fucking clock app everybody would be like oh when your parents get excited uh for the halftime show and yeah. they're like going off I'm yeah like, that's, there was that's me there was one where we, when it was like oh we used to make fun of our parents for liking like aerosmith and metallica yeah. and here we are and i was like you fucking asshole i think wasn't this the first time it's been like multiple artists like not just two it's been i've heard that I don't know. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a hot minute I don't since know, we've had but, a few. Um, from what I've seen on social media, people thoroughly enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Oh, why wouldn't um, you? What I've not seen, though, which apparently other people have, is all the hate. The hate? Yes. What hate? People are so upset at Eminem for taking a knee. Or oh. calling Kaepernick. Really? So mad. we're over. So mad over being angry about this can you even really be mad at eminem no i was kind of sad he wasn't there long but i kind of figured they were gonna leave him for a sort of last let the white man wrap it up (laughs) 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 you know yeah no but i it was like good to see you know i was very surprised at the choice of songs so, like, Dre's didn't surprise me. Snoop's no. didn't surprise me. No. Mary J. Blush surprised me. I did not think that she was going to pick those songs. Oh, yeah. I also didn't think that Eminem was going to pick that song. Yeah, I thought he was going to pick, like, um... Slim Shady. Yeah, like, one of his bangers. Yeah, no. He went with 8 Mile. Yeah. Like, what... I was like, why this, Em? I need a explanation. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like... Kendrick Lamar, I don't really know much about. Venom would have been fun. But yeah, that yeah. would have been that would have been a bunch of white girls singing. No, it. but, like, but oh. Uh, oh my, that's, that's fine. Um, but um, even like the Kamikaze album, girl, just leave it because you're gonna you're gonna do something. Yeah, <gasps> I'm sorry. I tried to use my feet to use it. Again, when you're trying to reach for something and not get off the chair, <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I thought that he would choose something from the Kamikaze album, but yeah, I think it's because something. this this particular song probably didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, the cursing and the belittling and the... Oh, that's a good point. And the, the and it had to complete degradation, family. the complete degradation of the female population and the gays, you know? Like, back in the day, when he used to use the bad F word. No. I'm still not mad at him. You're still not or you are? No. Oh, okay. I can ne- I don't listen to rap, but I am like 100% loyal to Eminem. Like, of I don't course. know why. He's like. Because he's your race. He's the. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm playing. I'm just fucking I mean, with you. I mean, he's the OG. Like, when him and Machine Gun Kelly did that thing, I was like, boy, you're not getting into this Do you know that I saw an interview uh, where they confronted Machine Gun Kelly about that? And he was like, so I, like, took shots. And then M took shots. And I was like, you know what? I'm humbled. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> good. I'm good here. Good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> That's why he sings a whole different genre of music now. I mean, it was a really good way to get himself, like, out there. (laughs) Yeah, to get roasted. Yeah. 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 Because then everybody knew who Machine Gun Kelly was after that. It's so funny, though, because I feel like M didn't even, like, put an effort in and completely destroyed this motherfucker. Oh, I know. Like, it was like like a... I don't say a sixth sense, but it was like nothing to him. It was like a second nature thing. Second nature, that's what yeah, I was Yeah, I just, he's such a lyrical genius. I know. And I can't. vocally. Yeah. Bitch, I can't even talk that fast when I've had <sighs> 20 cups of coffee. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I talk that fast naturally and I can't talk that fast. He's just, he just has this way of manipulating words he and breaking them down yeah. to like... So good. <laughs> Fifty Cent was fun though. I was like, ah, I was not expecting ah. that. No, it's so funny because I remember when they were like announcing like who was going to be there, and I'm like, yo, no Fifty Cent. Really, you thought that? Yeah, I didn't. I no, I absolutely did. I did not because when Fifty Cent came out, that's what it was all about. It was him and Eminem. Am I wrong? Am I am I having a really? Is this one of those like did the Colonel actually wear a thing? He did. The, the fruit de loom thing, was it actually a thing? It was. Um, wow. Was it the Bernsteins or the Bernsteins? Like, is that what this is? Where Mandela I'm, effect? Yeah. Is that what I'm having? Was no, Eminem remember- and 50 Cent not a team at one point? Not a no. team, but like, they were. So They when, were big together. When M took off, yeah. when his shit really took off, 50 Cent came in. Yes, I but remember I that. But I feel like there was never a conversation about Eminem where 50 Cent was not involved. Am I, like, having a Mandela effect thingy? I was also not really, like, in in the know back so, that during that time. So. Here's the thing, right? I knew all those songs. Yeah. Ask me if I knew the lyrics. Oh, oh, it's well, super. That's I it. I knew that one, <laughs> and I knew... No more the Mary J. Blige one. I knew some of them, but like to sit there and Only rap the, the whole thing. No, because when I came to this country, <laughs> when I came to this country, I did not listen to this music, mm-hmm. right? And by the time where like I was figuring out like what kind of music I did like, because all my mom listened was to was merengue and salsa, and I knew yeah. at a young age that was not it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a lot of like boys to men and. <laughs> Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. Yeah. And and Britney Spears. And then by the time that I started to discover rap, mm-hmm. so Snoop, Dre, 50, mm-hmm. M, I met Linkin Park and it was Love at First Sight. I remember Fat Joe. Oh. Um, Luda. Luda. He's my favorite. But he's, he's, um, he's down south. He's not. Yeah. But I... Usher's song "Yeah" with Luda and Little John was my all-time. That was like my shit. So that's the white girl song. Yeah, but like, why? (laughs) Why? I don't know. Because they know what they're doing. Because I remember me and my cousin Courtney like made up a dance. (laughs) Of course you did. Uh, I used to do that with her because she was a cheerleader. So we would like do dance. She'd be like, "Manda, I'll teach you." She's really fucking cool though. But I mean, I feel like cheerleaders are badass. 
Well, I feel like they're not these little perky things anymore. No. I feel like they can no. kill you. Just by somersaulting over you. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, how did we get here? <laughs> Super Bowl half halftime show. No, it was. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Okay, good. I was vibing the whole time. I felt like it could have been longer. A little bit, yeah. And I didn't even watch the game. Yo, so my sister was like so pressed about the fact that like they are performing to one side of the stadium. Like, what about the people in the back? I'm like, Fuck oh, them. well, like screens and monitors, and then. They were like, oh, but people don't want to see screens and monitors. I'm like, you're right. People came here to watch the game. Yeah. Not the halftime show. Yeah. Like, and the halftime show to, is for us. And they have to play to the cameras, too, I think. Exactly. Um, I I wonder who came up with the concept. I feel like Dre, Dr. Dre said, we're going to play the halftime show and nobody was going to argue with him. And he said, this is who's going to be there and this is how we're going to do it. And that's it. Because I felt like he was in charge of that whole motherfucking thing. Isn't he always? Oh my God. Like, isn't that just who he is? <clears throat> He's like always a producer. <clears throat> just, it's always happening. You have daddy vibes going on right now. I do. <laughs> Doctor. I'm he hearted. good for his age, even though he's like 56. He does look really good. For his he does. Age. And it's funny, right? Because as soon as Snoop came out, I was like, that's my dad. And my brother and my sister were like, what? I'm like, look at him. That's dad. And they were like, holy fuck. Dressing like he's 24. Which is insane because my dad, while he is tall and skinny, is white and bald with a mustache. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think it's the mustache. I don't know what it is. I feel like I look at Snoop and I'm like, that's my dad. He's got dad vibes. But like actual father vibes, yeah. not daddy vibes. Yeah. Not never that. No. Just father vibes. Isn't he a father? He's got many kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was actually, I was half joking that I was like, watch Martin, Martha, Martha Stewart come out. Oh my God. Because why? Why are they a thing? Because it doesn't make sense. And it's entertaining it's as fuck. I don't get it. I don't know. Anyway. He's also high as shit half of his... You mean all of? Yeah, his. pretty much. He hit it right before he went up there. Oh, you could tell. You could no. You you did not see the meme. You didn't see it. No. He literally like was I said, rising I saw up. No memes. And then, oh my god, you're crazy. I'm all right, we got some shits to talk about. Not real shits, but <laughs> thank God we're away from the shits this week. Uh, at least right now. <laughs> oh my god, where do you wanna? Where do you wanna start? I God damn, what's that last one say? So the topics today are Kimmy, Power, and Antlers. Got you. Oh, you wrote Halftime Show. I don't know what you wrote under Antlers. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to. Um, you want to start? Are you going to talk a lot about Power? I got a lot to say about Power. All right. Well, then we'll, we'll keep you for last. I'll go quick. Um, Antlers. What? HBO <laughs> Max. Okay. Oh my god, that scared the, the screaming shit out children. Of me. <laughs> oh my god. And this this movie has to do with children. <laughs> oh, maybe we should stop right now. <laughs> should I go Kimmy first? <laughs> no, I'm just keep going. No, oh, creep factor. Um, Antlers. All right. It is on HBO Max. Yeah. It stars Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons. Uh Carrie Russell, you could tell, recovering alcoholic. She moved in with her brother in their childhood home, who is Jesse Plemons, is her brother. Um, he's sheriff. And she notices one of her students, his name is Lucas. He's he's short and blonde. 
bags for days. Like, this child looks dirty, malnourished, and she was abused by her father. Does this take place in present time? Yes. Okay. And um, so she, like, recognizes the signs. She's like, Mm -hmm. this child is abused, I could tell. Mm -hmm. And he's just very withdrawn. You could tell, like, there's a weight on his shoulders. Mm. How old? Like, he was, like, eight, nine years old. So, like, old elementary, young middle. That doesn't make any sense. It's it's the beginning of, it's, like, the end of elementary school. Yeah, it's, like, nine, ten. Mm -hmm. And, um... At the beginning of the movie, you see that, you know, there's a little boy in a truck, and he's Lucas's young brother. Aiden, I think was his name. And his dad worked in, like, an abandoned mine. And I say worked. They had a meth lab in there. Ah, okay. So he kept his son, like, in the truck, and all was well. But in the mine, they somehow... I don't know if they woke something up, or, like, something... This is a spooky movie. Yes. Got, oh, okay. got hold got hold of Daddy and his partner. Um, I and hate this already. so we kind of fast forward a little bit and we see like Lucas, the older brother who was left at home, is Why was he left at home? Because he was sick at the time. Okay. And um uh, you just see like door to the attic bolts and locks for days and there's like a bag hanging from it you're getting like uh like a hexy bag yeah like a um protection protection. i was gonna say defense i was like that's wrong um okay so i was like okay all right like they know things but lucas is still going to school but you you hear his dad on the other side like growling and saying i'm hungry and you hear his brother Mm. crying uh his brother's in there too yep and like he's scratching why can't i talk today scratching at the door the french toast (laughs) yeah that nutella man i'm sorry um but he lucas is still going to school and so yeah because it's like his yeah his time away i guess i don't know i mean he probably thinks if he doesn't go to school he's gonna get in trouble basically and on his way home he walks And he finds either, like, he saw a skunk and he killed it. Or if he sees roadkill, he'll bag it up to bring it to his dad and brother. Um, So he got his brother, too? Yeah. Um, But not as quickly as dad. He was just, like, with the sickness. Okay. And so, obviously, his teacher, Carrie Russell, is looking into this. And she goes by the house, hears the growls, and, like, books it. Uh, and then she tells, I think it's the principal or some administration person. Yeah. Um, she goes, she goes in there, ends up seeing the locks, and it smells like death everywhere. Like, it's a bad smell. And uh, she goes up into the attic, and she sees Aiden, and he's not well. You, he's, like, very pale, and he has, um, like, his veins are just popping, like, everywhere. Like, you could tell the boy is sick, right? Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to get you out of here. Like, I'll save you. And you finally see, like, what the dad looks like. And he looks like himself, but it's almost like he's glowing from within. Like, there's a an orange glow inside him. And he's very, he looks sort of like a zombie where it's, like, very veiny and, like. Like, it's a blood disease. A little bit. Um, But after he basically eats the principal. And, like, devours her. He basically sheds his skin. No. And you see... Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah, how'd you know? 
I don't know. Supernatural has <laughs> taught me many things. Is that what it so, was? Yeah, that's what they called it was a Wendigo. It was really cool because when he was like shedding his skin, antlers were coming out of his mouth. I can't tell you how excited I am that I got that. Uh, I'm really <laughs> proud of you, actually. Uh, so, and then you see he bolts and um, he takes his, the brother with him. Like he doesn't hurt the brother because he's like the same thing, basically. He has the same thing inside of him but he's just not manifesting as much as the dad is right now like he's not okay there yet he's still very much human okay. on the outside and so i was gonna say skinwalker but wendigo wendigo huh? um so it's actually funny lucas is uh intercepted by his bully outside like in the woods somewhere oh, and boy. the daddy oh not that he comes to his rescue he just like just eat the fucker. He sees a human. And he's like, "I'm gonna eat you." So, according to the supernatural lore, mm-hmm. Wendigo were just men who evolved into these things through cannibalism. Yes. Yep. But what the fuck was Dad and his partner doing in the fucking meth lab? They weren't um, eating people. They weren't. No, they were cooking meth. And in the beginning, there was sort of like a. I don't know, like a legend, I guess. Like, it, you know, something about Mother Earth. And, like, if we treat, you know, if we do bad things to either the Earth or each other, like, there, some force will correct it, basically. Yeah, like the happening. Yeah. Shut up. That's, it's, that's exactly what it <laughs> yes, is. Don't basically. even. Yes. Um, so, obviously, like, Harry Russell and her brother are, like, trying to get this kid, Lucas. And he's like, no, I need to go get my brother, blah, blah, blah. Um, however... They take Lucas into their house, but Daddy wants his son, and he's like full on Wendigo now. Like he's got antlers for days. You don't and really. He's like out in the open and loose. Yep. So Wendigos have antlers. Well, this particular one did. Yes. Okay. And interestingly enough, the old sheriff had just retired, and he is um, Native American. And so when they like saw that there was just like weird shit happening they went to him he's like oh yeah here's my book and it's the wendigo and he taught them like the only thing to kill it is you need to pierce its still beating heart yes um there was a couple times i like physically jumped like it it wasn't an obvious jump scare but like it got me (laughs) because i was gonna say i'm gonna watch this but now i don't think so because uh sheriff brother sheriff brother His sister brother. Yeah, sister brother. The, sister uncle. I forget his name. That's sister why. aunt? The sheriff, the real, the current sheriff, um, her brother, goes, uh, his par- sends his partner to the house to protect him. But there's a noise. And it sounds like a, it's it's the little brother, but he's making like, oh. Yeah, because like, they mimic. Yeah. Well, no, it was like he's hungry. Oh. So he was like, kind of like crying, but it was like an animalistic cry. Me. Draws him to the shed. Daddy kills him. Um, Sheriff goes out. He's like, oh, my God. He sees the kid. Kid runs away. And dad tries to kill him, but he doesn't at first. He just, like, slams him around. And then he's, like, leaning up against the side of the shed and because he had defended himself with, like, a stake or something, like, something that was in the shed. Okay. And um, so you think the daddy ran off, and he just, boom, like, right through the shed, like, behind him, and it scared the shit out of me. Um. So there was a couple of those moments, but okay. I mean, you could probably tell like what happens. Um, Carrie Russell kills daddy. Unfortunately, at that moment, the brother starts to turn. So she's going to kill the boy, too. Um, they take Lucas in. 
and the, uh, I am spoiling this. That so child is never going to be the same again. What no. do you? What do you give it? Like seven stars. I would. Um, and it's interesting because at the very end, the brother survived the sheriff. Um, and you know, his arms in a sling, but then they're at the beach and it's like gloomy, but they're happy. Mm -hmm. And then the sheriff starts to cough. Oh, brother. And it's black. I was like. And that's where it ends. Yeah. Um, because the, the sheriff that had retired explained that like you, if you like kill the piercing heart, it it needs to find another bo- another host. Like it won't. Did he leave that part out, or did he tell them that? He told them that, but okay. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't like like I said, it was a little predictable, but Wendigo though it was the the yeah the Wendigo design was really cool. The kid actor who played Lucas, like just. The way he looked was amazing. Like he looked like there was the world was on his shoulders. Oh man! And he just looked so traumatized. Child actors are something else. Mm-hmm. Did you? I hate to go back to Euphoria, but did you see when they were like they had like the kid version of our teenagers on there? Yeah. Spot fucking on that girl, little girl that played Maddie. I was mm-hmm. like, that's 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 her. How did you go back in time and yeah. and, and film her? Casting, bro, was so on. So it's like when I... Oh, child actors always like get me because I'm just like, how How do you know? Because I know my kids. Yeah. And I know how I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you something. It ain't it. Nope. Yeah. So that's Antlers for you. Um, it, it's new. Just came within uh, this year. HBO Max. Yeah. Um, and then I'll go Kimmy real quick. HBO. I wanted to see that. I'll try not to spoil it, but there really isn't a lot to spoil. Kimmy is basically, it stars Zoe Kravitz, who is fucking amazing. I love blue, her. Neon blue hair. Yeah. That suits her so fucking it well. It does. It does. Um, so it's it's Seattle. I was trying to figure out what city she lived in. So she lives in Seattle, um, but she's an agoraphobe. So she hates leaving the house. Okay. Um, you COVID's very much present. Like I think it's nowadays. So like COVID isn't like a huge deal, but it, it happened. Okay. So like she's got masks and all that. Um, she talks to her mom via FaceTime and her psychiatrist, and they they basically like explain to the audience that she wasn't agoraphobe before COVID, but COVID made it worse. Oh, I feel like that's a real thing. Yeah. Nowadays. Um. So she's like she observes her like neighbors across the way. Um, she has sort of an affair going on with like the guy right across the. What is the happening? Next... Why? Why? Uh, what's with the all all the agoraphobic it, movies I no lately? Idea. I have no idea. Is it because uh, but of the this cult? one makes it work? Like this is believable. Okay. Um, she works for a company um that has a product very similar to Alexa. It's called Kimmy. That's. What oh, the I thought her name was Kimmy. I that's what I thought too. Um, so she's like Kimmy. I'm here. And it's basically the same thing. So her job is the, she's like a tech. Um, so she's very tech minded. Mm-hmm. And she basically listens into um, like commands that people do. Like, so when you say like, hey, Siri, call so-and-so, it records that. And then if it's wrong, like if the user um, like says that's incorrect, like of what they said or something, okay. they cite it as like a, an error. An error. Okay. So she basically has to listen into those calls and like re 
Like send in a program code to fix Kimmy that way. Do like a patch. Basically. Okay. Um, But there's one where it sounded like a sexual assault was going on. And she became obsessed with it. And she tried, like she sent it to her boss. She's like, hey, I think a crime occurred. And he's like, why did you send me this? Um, Don't ever send me stuff like this again. Like basically delete it and move on is what he was saying. He's like, we can't do anything because we're not supposed to be like recording all of this information. Uh, Okay. Right. Because, you know, like privacy and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's also like you're here. But it's also more of they don't want it to reflect badly on the The company. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, we heard this. I'm like, oh, my God, they're listening in. So she's got a buddy in um, Russia (laughs) who can hack very easily. And he works for the same company. And he basically finds out the device name, whatever, who it was. And so she can access um, with his help all of all of her like logs basically of recordings that she had done and this girl basically had kimmy record a conversation of her confronting her assaulter and it just so happens to be the ceo yeah which is no surprise you kind of like Uh, okay he's paying people off um now people are after kimmy kimmy People are after Angela, who is Zoe Kravitz. And basically, she tries to go even above, like, her boss to make... She's like, we need to give this to the FBI, basically. Yeah. And so she gets in touch with somebody, a woman at the company. She's like, come into the office, bring us the recordings, and we'll sit down with the FBI, and we'll go over it. Hopefully she's smart enough to make a copy. And, uh, well, yeah, she put it on, like, a flash drive. It was on her laptop. Okay. Um... And she, that got her out of the house. That got her on a subway and got her to the office. And that was like what pushed her to get outside. Are you telling me this whole movie was for her to get rid of her agoraphobia? No. no okay. No, I, was about, no. I was about to be really mad. No, no. It was just. <laughs> I was about to be really no. mad. But it was like the thing that got her to go outside, basically. That's sick, dude. Yeah. That's sad. Um, and I will say the only other character, the actor that I know of was Buzz from Home Alone. Um, played, <gasps> yeah, he played a pretty important role. Um, and his name was Kevin. I was no, like, yeah, that, I see what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and because she, she's like, what's your name? And he's like, I'm Kevin. And I was like, uh, they did that on purpose. Oh, <laughs> anyway, an I don't want to say more because I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. But I liked it. She was amazing. Um. Oh, man. I believed. I keep, I keep seeing I all the it. Batman promos, and I am I just... That's what I meant. I'm ready for that so badly. Um, but this is like Zoe Kravitz, like another great movie from her. So I think the first thing I ever saw her in was like Divergent. That was her, right? Yeah. No, wait. Was that her? I think that was her. Shit. We got to look this shit up now? I, I'm pretty sure it was her. I just got a message from Jonathan. This is extraordinary sex. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what? Um. <laughs> are you gonna tell me about it? Or? People who have been single for too long are the hardest to love. They have become so used to being single, independent, and self-sufficient that it takes something extraordinary to convince them that they need you in their life. And he said, "Extraordinary sex." No. What do you mean, no? That's not something that would get me to need you. I don't know. I, I, it, 
I'm not gonna. I think it's just supposed to be a a funny. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, she was in Divergent, and she was also in X Men. I forgot about that. Oh my god! Yeah, she was like that weird butterfly thing. Yeah, holy shit! I that was a while ago. I forget that Kevin Bacon was also in that. Stop! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, Kevin Bacon! Mm -hmm. What a man! What a man! What a man! What a mighty mighty man! I can't. Um, so we so were yeah, talking. That's, that's <laughs> listen. I'm here for it. Um, we were talking about Fifty Cent earlier, which would have been a great segue into Power, but shit. Why don't you stop me? Well, because I got a lot to say. Say it. Say it. All right. I am. Oh god. So Power is something that I've seen ever so often. You know, through the social media reds, of course, and all that shit. So, um, but <laughs> it wasn't until I saw the trailer for Force, which is book four of Power, that I was like, oh my God, what is this? What is this? What is this? So, Power, I see why you watched the other thing. I just saw it. Uh, this was created by, I'm so sorry. You, you lying to us? No. There's just a lot of writers. I'm looking for producers. Oh, you mean. <sighs> and just so you know. Oh, right here. Producer. Mr. 50 Cent himself. Oh, so he was. Oh, yes. He's like the main producer. I don't know why. Um, he's a little further down the list. I think it's because as it time went on, um, he kind of backed away from it. Oh. So this IMDb gave this show an eight, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm giving it an eight or a nine. Really? Yes. So, so what's the premise of the first one? So power, and it's on stars, it's six seasons. And each season has I think the first season had eight episodes. Every season after that is about ten. It's oh. not, it's not many. Yeah, it's not it's not a lot. Um I don't even know where to, I don't even know where to begin. That's that's the fucking well, issue. T- where is it? Let me Google it. It's on stars. Let me let me just Google this shit real quick because I need to know. <laughs> All right. So there's a couple things to know to know here. First of all, Omari Hardwick. Gorgeous man. Wait, who? Omari Hardwick. I'll look it up while you keep talking. He's gorgeous. Um, but I will say to you that thus far, I fucking hate him. And he you is the main him. character. Oh, this bitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's Omari mm-hmm. Hardwick, right? Yep. And then we have Joseph Sikora. Omari plays James St. Patrick, a.k.a. Ghost. And Joseph Sikora plays Tommy Egan. Now, Tommy and Ghost came up together mm-hmm. under Kanan, who was played by 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. These are, They started off as kids on the streets, just handling drugs and shit like that, what right? What city does this take place in? This takes place in New York. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, and when we meet Tommy and Ghost, Ghost just opened up a nightclub called Truth and immediately took off. Oh, of course. Right? Very first episode... I was like, this feels familiar. 
<laughs> what is happening? And I'm I'm gonna tell I'm gonna leave you some breadcrumbs and see if you if you catch on to my familiarity, right? So Tommy E no, I'm sorry. We got Ghost. He so basically he is distro for this cartel. The guy, the main cartel dude's name is Lobos, right? So he is distro for Lobos. Him and Tommy are partners. Mm-hmm. They are the biggest drug dealers in New York. They sell coke. And a way to launder this money is that they have laundromats. <laughs> They're so funny. Cleaning. Yeah. So he opened Truth to launder money through there. But Ghost is now obsessed with, I just want truth to be a legitimate business Mm -hmm. like this is this is do you see where i'm going with this yes (laughs) okay so he's like this is a great opportunity for me to get away from this my wife needs me he's got um a set of twins Mm. uh tariq and reyna and then they have a little sister and i can't remember the little sister's name because she's a baby and she's hardly ever around so night one of the opening his wife is walking around um, and she is just a bad bitch. She is a b- Tasha is a bad. I fucks with her. She is fucking loyal. Mm. She knows the game. Mm-hmm. She is there to support you in whatever you need. I like it. Keep all your secrets. Mm-hmm. If Tommy is your right hand man, she's got your left. Oh, she's her and Tommy are like brother and sister because they all three of them came up together. Mm-hmm. So. They make so much money. It's ridiculous the amount of money that they make off this pure Coke. Um, They are neutral within... So, like, obviously, they have distributors, and the distributors have their own corners and their own... Yeah. Everybody has their own place. They are neutral. We don't get into your beef. That's not our fucking problem, how you handle your areas. Yeah. We are just here to supply you with what you need. Mm-hmm. I like that business model. This is where I was like, ah! That's why it's familiar. So, Mr. Curtis Jackson. <laughs> I can't remember if that's his actual last name. 50 Cent. 50 Cent Curtis <clears throat> is a producer of the show. He's also... Go ahead. Sorry. So, we somehow end up in jail. And, and you want to know who comes out the damn cell? 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Just you like. want to know who else inserted themselves into a fucking show about a guy who was an outlaw and decided that he wanted to turn his life around by going legitimate and not selling any more guns? This shit was the black version of Sons of Anarchy, except that we aren't selling guns. We're selling coke. And we're not on bike bikes. No, we're not. We're on street corners. And we're wearing suits. It's it's literally the same. I was like, did Kurt Sutter and 50 Cent sit down and write the same fucking script? And so for the first half of season one, I was like not impressed because you're not going to do it like Kurt Sutter. Mm-hmm. And then the shit grabbed me by my lady balls. Mm-hmm. And I can't get enough. It's got me on the coke. <laughs> so what do you what do you want? Are you still on season one? Girl, no. Okay. I'm so I think I'm almost done. Matter of fact, I have it right here. And this all started. I'm on season three. I'm on the last episode of season I think that's wrong. I think I'm already on season four. So here's the thing, right? So what got me was that <clears throat> I saw the trailer for Force. And the trailer for Force stars Tommy. Mm-hmm. And he is 
How do I explain this? So he's white, but he's not. (laughs) (laughs) He may look white, but he ain't white. He's not. I heard a TikToker describe it in this way. She's like, there are two kinds of white people. There are white people. And then there are people who just happen to be white. And he just happens to be white. Because the only thing white about this man is the color of his, is the lack of melanin Mm -hmm. in his body. That's what it is. Yeah. I know. You guys should see her face right now. (gasps) I was like, sir. (laughs) You just killed a man. And I liked it. Why am I so on right now? (laughs) So I wanted to watch it. But fucking this girl that I work with, her name's Colleen. I call her Coco. Oh, Right? I was like, Colleen, I got to watch. She goes, nah, bitch. You got to watch. And she's (laughs) she's from the South. So she's got a little twang to her voice. Um, nah, bitch, you need to watch. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She's like, you have to watch Power. You have to watch Power first. And I was like, all right, fuck it. So I looked it up. It's the, it's not just Power, though. What you mean? There's Power. There's Raising Canaan. And there's Ghost. It's books one, two, and three. And Force is book four. I was like, girl, oh. I'm not watching four seasons of this shit. Like, I just want to jump in. I can't just jump in. Like, it just seems like an anthology. Yeah. She goes, no, bitch. Power is six seasons long. And you have to watch Power in order to understand who Tommy is and where he came from. Yeah. I was not about it. I literally contemplated. I know. It's a commitment. I Yo, I contemplated. But for days, but I kept seeing the trailer uh-huh. and I was like, mm, I need to get to know this white boy right now. Yeah. I need to see what he's all about. What the fuck is this? Yo, he did not disappoint. He just so Tommy comes off very early on as reckless and and reactive mm-hmm. and just a total fucking brute. Like I like an IED. Yeah, pretty much. He, he definitely got some anger issues. So he likes to drink. He tastes his product quite often. He likes loose women, mm-hmm. mostly if they're redheads, which is frightening because they kind of look like his mama. Oh. So, um, he, but he's all about the hustle. He's all about the streets. This is all he's known. Mm-hmm. This is all he's ever been good at. And James, ghost, just wants to be legitimate. Yeah. Tommy doesn't want to let James go. So for <clears throat> up until I'm not shitting you, maybe like last night's episode that I saw, it was very much ghost leading Tommy. They're partners. Mm. They come to decisions together. But it's very much like ghosts his lead. Yeah. So the very first opening night of the opening night of the club. He runs into his high school squeeze. Uh-oh. And it becomes a problem. Uh-oh. And Tommy said, this is going to be a fucking problem. This he was right. bitch fucked you up, but James couldn't let it go because he was still very much in love with Angela. And she's Puerto Rican and she's fucking hot, so I get it. Yeah. Yo, but I hate Ghost. This motherfucker went and took... <sighs> He put out a hit on one dude and tried to kill another, and you fucked up both. You botched both. He's uh, and, and I not underst- very good at his job. I understand that for the sake of the story, this is what needs to happen, but motherfucker, can you land a bullet? <laughs> can you just, like, connect? 
I guess not. No. Nah. Needs to go to the uh, fucking yeah, range. He should. So um, it's it's very much, you know, about him just wanting to go straight and Tommy still wants to just do his thing when he's good at. They clash a lot of times, um, but it's their family. Yeah. They still have each other's backs. I can't wait to get to force. I can't wait. So... But you you can, you can skip the other two books, right? The other two Yes, series. because... And I was just going to jump into that. So once you're done with power, you can go right into force. Um, Power's done, but... Unless you happen to like the other two characters, but... So Raising Kanan is about 50 Cent's character, Kanan. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an origin story to see where Kanan came from. Ah, uh, yeah. So unless you're more intrigued about Kanan... There's really no need to watch it. Now, Ghost, book three, is about Ghost's son, Tariq. Mm-hmm. Now, where I'm at right now in power, Tariq is getting smart. Like, you about to catch hands from your mama and your daddy. Got he's you. like 14 years old. He's running around with the wrong fucking crowd, which is also kind of frightening because the crowd that he's running with is all adults. Oh, and this is something that happens, and don't ask me why I know this, because honestly, I don't know why I know this, but um, when it comes to dealers, they like to hire kids because it's I mean, less time. It makes sense. It's less. They, they don't go to prison for whatever. Yeah. They go to juvie. They get released. It's whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, and that seems like that's pretty much what's going on here. And I think that Coco told me that it, where it leaves off with the whole Kanan thing or whatever, like, she says that book three is really interesting, that it goes even deeper into the uglier side of this particular business. But, I mean... There's an even, even uglier side? <laughs> so, like, Tasha's a bad bitch. And Ghost, you know, he'll do what needs to be done in order for him to get his dream, his vision for his life. Mm. Tommy's dangerous. Kanan is terrifying. Oh, oh, okay. Kanan's cousin Jukebox? I don't fuck with that bitch. Hell no. This bit. Spoiler alert. She said, so they have Tariq and they have him high off of lean. You know what lean is? It's like a, it's like a mixture. It's like a concoction of drugs and juice. Gotcha. So, um... That actually makes sense. So, Kanan has... He's he's building a bond with Tariq, but Tariq doesn't know who Kanan is. Mm. Funny. Talk about shout-outs. He's like, oh, yo, my name is Slim. Yeah! Uh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> I was like, yo, I see what you did there. So, he goes by the name Slim, and... They have him. He's been getting high. And he did, like, a test for Tariq. So he was like, I need you to deliver this package. And Tariq was like, what is it? And he goes, man, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to have you deliver shit. You asking me all these fucking questions. It made him feel some type of way. Right? And so he's like, no, no, like, I can do this. He's at this very rebellious age where he wants to go against his dad. But then again, like, his dad up and left and moved in with another woman. And there was never a discussion had with these kids. That's not good. Yeah. So, and now he's coming back around. So Tariq is just like, yo, you're full of shit. Like, you're not even who you say you are. So he's running on with Kanan and Tariq is passed out because he's high on the couch. And Jukebox looks at Kanan and she's like, what are you planning to do here? 
And Kanan's like, I'm going to hit, because he's out for revenge for, with the ghost. So he's like, I'm going to hit ghost where it hurts. I'm going to twist him up and, and I'm going to destroy his family. And he goes, Jukebox goes, you're a fucking little bitch. Why, if this guy is loaded, because they asked him like, oh, do you have like a doorman or something? And Tariq was like, no, we have an elevator like to our house. So yeah. they were like, oh, okay, so this kid has money. Mm. So she was like, why not just like ask for a ransom and then kill the fucking kid anyways? Jesus. Jukebox is a cop. What? She a cop. She a police. She a police officer. The very first episode that I met this bitch, she killed two people. Yeah. And and she was the officer that responded to the crime that was being committed. Oh my god. <laughs> and she point blank popped off too. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Dirty as dirty can. Bro, I, I thought that Tommy was scary. And I compare Tommy a lot to Jax. Well, yeah. It's just that Tommy's a little more explosive. But with every episode, he's getting a lot smarter. Mm. And I cannot fucking wait to see what he does in Force. Because Force is all about Tommy. I gotta ask. How is 50 Cent's acting? Yo. Yeah? Because he's been in a couple things, but like not as a major player. I believe this is exactly what he's like in real life. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's dirty with the women. Yeah. Because he will fuck anything. But then he also just spent 10 years in prison. So he's like, yo, I'm going to get wet where I can get wet. Yeah. Pretty That's much. where he's at. Yeah. Um, But he's kind of gross with women. And I kind of got a vibe of that at the halftime show. Because he was the only one draped in women. Yeah. Did you notice? Well, yeah, but th- I thought that was like an homage to his music videos because they always were like that. I, I don't know. It just, it made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but. Do you say Pars? Pa- oh my God. Powers on Stars? It is. Yo, can you share a login? <laughs> I didn't give this to you. I don't think so. Oh, girl, I'm so sorry. You're fine. I got you. I got you. I mean, I'm only stealing all your other logins. Jesus. It's fine. You pay for other stuff, too. So I I am definitely getting down with power, but I fucking hate ghosts because... So don't don't watch... You're so fucking selfish, bro. You're so fucking selfish. He's like, I want to live my life in the straight and narrow with my side bitch. I love the way you said that, by the way. Because that's what he sounds like. Really? He's like a pussy ass bitch. And it's not he doesn't man up until like the very last minute where he has to. Like he has no fucking choice. And then I was like, oh good, you did eventually get here. It's sickening that I'm rooting for these serial killers because that's what they are, let's be honest. They kill many people. Well, I mean, they're in the industry. So. Aggressively. Aggressively. How's the gore then? Oh yeah? That's good. This 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 one dude that got shot in the face three times and the brain matter on the floor was just so what is wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was like the first episode that Tommy set somebody on fire. <laughs> and immediately I got Denna Viper vibes. Okay. Because there's a guy in there who likes to set people on fire. And just recently in one of the last episodes, Tommy was talking to... um. It was a guy from another country with another dealer. And he was like, you ever set somebody on fire? Kind of smells like bacon. I was like, you're sick, but I like it. I don't know why, but I just thought of Steve Howie and Shameless when he set that man in the wheelchair on fire by accident. <laughs> when I tell you, 
That is my favorite scene because I'm sitting there, right? <laughs> Watching this. And I was like, yo, I am Kevin and my life is Giannis. Yeah. And here he is spinning around on fire. And Kev's like, help, help. <laughs> How to fix life's problems. I just, I love Kevin so I much. made a oh whole God. Snapchat about that. I was like, yo, I am Kevin. My life is Giannis. My way to so, like solve my issues, <laughs> like this. So good. No, but um, I, I, so good it's good and it's got like i'm really scared i'm gonna fall as much in love as you are with this that i might need to like start watching it which means that we're not gonna have a shit to talk about in the next couple weeks i'm gonna be watching it so so there are a lot of frustrating parts um oh the the uh, the the betrayal oh. oh so good the betrayal is so good the cat and mouse the who done it mm. who who done did it mm-hmm Oh, it's so good. Who done did it? It's so good. Um, the loyalty is so fierce with certain characters, like Tasha and Tommy. As I want a friendship like that so bad, I have it, but I I still want that that particular one. Yeah. I want I want that the illegal kind. I want yeah. that one. Um, it's just so good, and there's humor. Every once in a while. I need that. I need humor. And it's all Tommy because he's one twisted fuck. I like this. I like this a lot. He's so sick and he's so in your face and he's so like, I'm going to fucking tell you how it is. And whether you like it or not, I don't give a fuck because I will put a bullet in your head if you say anything wrong to me. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait for you to work on the cover for this episode because I know what's going on. It. <laughs> Tommy, 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 Tommy. Oh, so put like five Tommies on there. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Tommy beat up. So th- it's funny because um, he's at the point where he's got nothing left to lose, right? Is what they said. And um, the the dealer that's trying to kill him. So it's like he's fighting like six other dudes. What the fuck? Is he Batman? And the guy goes, it was something like, oh, the most stubborn part about this. Or, or the only fight that this man is. Fuck, I'm going to botch it, so I'm not going to say it. Because honestly, the quote was really great. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that describes Tommy to a T. Basically, like. the He's so fucking stubborn. That he just even refuses to fucking die. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It was yeah. seven on one. And he's like, this is the fight that I'm not going to lose. And everything else, he's also like, he's just not because because the dealer saw an opportunity. He's like, this man has nothing left to lose. So I can use this. Mm. He's going to be if you've got nothing left to lose, you're dangerous. You're You're ruthless. There's exactly there's nothing that you can threaten me with. Mm -hmm. There's nothing left. And that's where Tommy's at right now. Damn. Yo, how many trains we got going on today? God oh, damn. I wish I had a what? Sorry? Yeah, I wish you had a mm-hmm. what? Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's <laughs> all I got. We're ending on a high. Oh no. my god. I would do the whole yeah thing, but I'd, I've never done oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck me.
Yo. You were asking for it? I was offering. I t- oh, my God. I literally just got a headache. <laughs> I went dizzy and blind. <laughs> You're <Holy> welcome. <laughs> it's the fact that you threw your head back. Looks, well, I knew it was going to be loud. <laughs> I hope your mom's not home. I gotta go. I can't do this with you no more. Okay, bye. Oh, my God.